0: Rounding 3rd, the official podcast of the Nashville Sounds. On the field, off the field, Rounding 3rd takes you inside Nashville Sounds Baseball.
1: Here's your host, Jeff Hem. Welcome to another edition of Rounding Third. It's Jeff Hem here with you at First Tennessee Park. Today we catch up with Sounds All-Star closer David Carpenter. Carpy, thanks for joining us here on the podcast to get to uh, discuss a few topics that we don't always get to when you join me on broadcast pregame shows, as you did uh, tonight. First of all, let's go back. Take me back to the young David Carpenter. Some of your earliest baseball memories like do you remember as a kid those sort of moments or experiences that kind of got you latched on to, to this wonderful game actually I
0: do um, you know one of the big things always enjoyed um, you know playing with ball you know bats all that kind of stuff out in the yard with dad um, then as I got older you know got my first glove you know was always waiting on him to get home from work sitting on the front porch ready to play catch And that was just our thing. Um, You know, dad was a basketball player in college, uh, but I always fell in love with baseball, and he always liked baseball too. But um, we really grew into that together. And my mom, she's right along with it. She is a humongous baseball fan. Um, So it's it was kind of a family ordeal uh, to get to enjoy that together. Um, You know, I remember being seven years old. My dad asked me, you know, what I wanted to do, and I said I want to be a big league baseball player. And uh, he kind of chuckled at first, but then. You know, he comes back a little bit later and said, if that's what your dream is, he goes, I'll support you in any way I possibly can. And to be able to experience that, you know, call him the day I got called up, uh, that's, aside from my son being born, that is still one of the coolest days of my life.
1: Well, your son now is about the age that you would have been back then when you're talking about these experiences. What are his thoughts about the game, especially given that your career, your job is in that game? Is he, is he showing signs of it? He's shown some interest. Um, he's still being a kid, though. That's yeah. the
0: big thing. And that, I think that's important, especially at that age, make sure they're having fun. Uh, but teach them the right things, too. You know, teach them the value of hard work, you know, which was uh, taught to me at a very early age. Um, and I feel that's something that I want to instill in him. Um he would get in trouble at times for throwing balls around the house but he would not hear it from me Uh, but it's funny even now when he goes up to my mom and and dad's house um, he's always got a ball and they're encouraging him to throw it and I'll say hey you know don't do that you know you want to break something they'll yell at me like don't don't tell him he can't throw it in the house I'm like geez I would have got my butt beat out of this but um, it's fun seeing him kind of follow along with that type of um, that
1: type of interest. When did you realize as a kid or a teenager that you were good at the game? I, I always picture like a nine-year-old who's getting moved up to play with the 12-year-olds or a sophomore in high school when you first see a radar gun behind the backstop from a scout. Like, when did you sort of have this realization, like, wow, I, I'm kind of looking around and I might be better than some of the guys around me? Um, s-
0: semi-early on, I would say probably 10 or 11. I, I you know, knew I had some ability. Uh, but never really looked at it as okay. well, I'm better than this person. I'm better than this yeah. person. It was just I can throw hard. I can hit pretty well. You know, there's baseball actions I could do that were you know pretty good. And um, but I never really looked around to compare myself to everyone else. Um, it was more a concentration on okay, what do I need to do to make myself the best version of myself? Um, and something I've tried to con- you know carry on through my entire career. Is you know take care of the stuff I can take care of. Um, but I would say probably around that 10 to 11 year old age started to realize when you really start separating yourself from a lot of your peers. And it was funny because I actually played against a lot of guys that were older than me because of, of my birth date. So that was a, a big wake up to me too was realizing that you know, I'm playing against these older guys and doing pretty well.
1: Growing up in West Virginia, who was your team or who was your favorite player?
0: Uh, I was a big Braves fan, you know, if you're from the South, you're a Braves fan. Uh, the Pirates were a little bit closer than Atlanta, so we'd go up and watch the Pirates a good bit. They were always on TV, um, you know, KDKA, and then we'd watch uh, the Braves on TBS, of course. But um, those are my two teams, um, you know, early on, so we'll say 92, 91, um, it was like the Barry Bonds, Bobby Bonier, Andy Van Slyke era, now, everybody was going crazy about that in that that area. And then, of course, you know, the Braves with, you know, the big three, um, you know, Javi Lopez, Chipper Jones, you know, just all those guys. Those were the guys really looked up to just by getting to watch them, you know, on the field an awful or at least on TV an awful lot.
1: I'm sure if somebody says, hey, you're going to get 15 years in the big leagues, but you won't get to play with your boyhood team. A guy's going to say, sure, no problem. But (laughs) you got a few years with the Braves, your boyhood team. What did that mean?
0: It meant the world. It absolutely was incredible. Um, you know, incredible experience down there. It was a, it was an honor to play there, honestly. Um, the group of guys that we had were phenomenal. Um, just great people, great people, great players. Um, still talk to a lot of those guys to this day, you know, watch them, you know, on Center, something's going on, I'll text them. You know, just, hey, nice play, or what in the world, you, you look like an idiot out there. What are you doing? <laughs> so we just still have fun, have that relationship with each other. Um, but that was, um, such a special time in my life because that was um, my first experience of having a true like baseball family. Um, and a lot of older guys that always preached that that you, when you had a really good team, everybody was really really close. You know, if you you went out to eat together, if you went out to um, hang out at a club or something, you all went together. So it was always fifteen of us or so that would go and be around each other, and it would just kind of intermingle who was going to be there that day. Uh, so it was a really really tight knit group, and I really feel that we start to have that here with Nashville. That's a really special thing.
1: Well, and what happens in the clubhouse stays in the clubhouse, and I'm not in there all the time, but I do see things, and I I can tell that 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 had really rubbed off on you, the effect that you have on this team, whether it's, pulling the guy aside or checking on somebody or, you know, doing things with a group of guys. Like, it, it's its obvious, and I'm not even in there all the time, that that rubbed off on you. That, that's that's that got to be pretty cool.
0: It, it is, and it's just one of those things that gets passed down in this game from, you know, older guy to a young guy, and then as he grows within his career, you know, he's supposed to pass it on to the younger guys below him. And I feel that's something that I've been really blessed and fortunate with. Um, getting to be around some really, really good teammates you know, in the past. And as of right now, honestly, I wouldn't trade any of these guys away. They're incredible. Um, you know, the bullpen that we have, the, the camaraderie we have down there is, is second to none. Um, but at the same time, you come down here in the dugout and, you know, somebody's having a bad game, you go up and pat them on the butt, give them a hug, something like that. You know, it really picks them up and, you know, you cheer for them. You really, you know, you cheer your butt off down there for them to want them to do well. And um, to see a team really pull for each other like that is something special. One of those things that you can't measure with
1: a number, but everybody knows it matters, right? Absolutely,
0: it's uh, hard to find that in the analytical department. You know, <laughs> can't put a spin rate on it, can't put a numerical value to it. But there's something said about you know that type of clubhouse setting, um, and it takes it takes a special group of guys. You know, because you can't just throw a bunch of athletes together and hope for the best. Like you have to. Really look into personalities. You know the types of people. You got to have some alphas in there. You got to have some guys that are willing to follow along. Um, But the most important part is you got to have some guys that are willing to, you know, sacrifice their own well-being and their their best interest for the team's best interest. And we've had just some guys that have really went through that. You know, a guy that really comes to two guys that really come to mind: uh, Tim Dillard and Zach Curtis. Those guys went out there just selflessly and pitch their butts off to the best of their abilities. You know, times they've been asked to go out for multiple innings when, you know, we've had nobody left in the pen. You know, Zach has gone out there multiple multiple times, just busting his butt for us and it means the world to us to watch him go out there and give the best that he's got every single time. Tim you know, being a, a reliever, and then he's one of our better starters. It's it's really, really cool to watch that stuff.
1: Yeah, Dillard is in the rotation, yet he spends every game, <laughs> literally, in the bullpen. Do you guys tell him, like, look, man, go away. You're not going to have to pitch tonight.
0: We <laughs> laugh because he still has the bullpen mentality. It's really, really cool. He should have pitched in the 1930s <laughs> because he has that type of mentality. He's ready to go every single day. And uh, it's something very unique, especially in today's game. You don't have guys like that. Um, so to see him go out there and go five, six, seven innings. And then the very next day, he'll say, if you need one, I've got one for you, shall see. Like that's, who does that? Yeah. Like he's a special guy. And I'm very, very fortunate to be able to be friends with him, have a locker beside him in there. And, and I really enjoy my
1: time that I've got to spend around him. The other character that stands out to me in the clubhouse is Jet Bandy. Can you share some thoughts about Mr. Bandy? He's the lovable clown,
0: but he, he knows the right times to say, you know, say something just to get a laugh or to get somebody to lighten up. Um, Even when he's out on the field, you know, he takes his job seriously, but then he'll just do one of these little quirky things. You know, if it's a walk, he's flipping the bat between his legs as he's walking to first, It's like, Jet, what are you doing? But everybody just can't, they lose it. They absolutely lose it because it's hilarious. Um, You're thankful to have him in the clubhouse. you know, to really keep it light, keep keep everything in perspective, because this game is hard enough. This game is so freaking hard. You know, it's not a game that you're playing once a week like football or a couple times a week like basketball. You know, this is every day. We're here with these guys more than we are with family. And to be able to have that type of attitude in a clubhouse where we're here to have fun, we're gonna bust our butts, but we're gonna have fun. You know, that stems not only from Bandy and, and some of the guys like myself, that stems from Woody. That stems from Chelsea Hojo, Gino, and Gagne. Like, that's something special. You don't find a coaching staff like this just anywhere.
1: I'm glad you mentioned how hard the game is because if it gets compared to basketball, hockey, and football, it's the one of the four that trying harder doesn't get you – more results like it you just you, you can't you know if you want to snap a five game losing streak it's not it's not effort based you can't make yourself throw 98 just because you are frustrated.
0: This is the most frustrating finesse game in the world like it's right up there with golf but at least the ball isn't moving in golf like yeah. you control that yeah you have some of the elements but with baseball I mean your body feels different every single day you know you're not getting a week off to rest and recover. You know, get your IVs, your all this other stuff that some of these football players get, you know, which that's great. That's their thing. But, you know, we're out there um, in, with a big league schedule, 162 plus, you know, the additional 30-plus games in the spring. If you go to playoffs, you got a chance to possibly play over 200 games a year. And uh, that's something that's very, very unique. Um, and it's a workmanlike attitude. Like, every day you've got to have some fun along the way, mm-hmm. but you have to go in there with the right attitude every single day. You know, and figure out, okay, what do I need to do today to either make myself better, make my teammates better, or give us a chance to win. So that's what it's
1: all about. What are some of your mental getaways during the season and then in the off season? Obviously time with your son in the off season, sure. But beyond that, what are some of your getaways that make you feel like maybe a a normal human when you're not uh, wrapped up in the day-to-day grind of a schedule? I'm a big time car guy. A lot
0: of the... uh, Chevy Camaros, Chevelles, Corvettes. Uh, enjoy some Mustangs, stuff like that. I Really enjoy cars, m- old muscle cars. Um, grew Are you up working on them? them, or reading about them, or all of it. I really like going and seeing them. Like when we were in Iowa, there's a, a garage up there that they, you know, buy, sell, repair all that kind of stuff. So I went and saw, you know, one of the local places, and um, you know, so I've, you know, during spring training and times, I've taken my dad to. Uh, different places like uh, the and car auction type areas and just get to see some of the uh, the older cars you know because we're actually rebuilding a 1970 Z28 Camaro was my, my mom and dad's first car Wow! so we're in the process of getting it fully restored um, so that's something that really kind of interests me um, just was something that my dad and I did together and my son started to kind of show interest in that as well but um, Movies are a big thing. I know Dilly's really big into those. So every time a new Marvel movie comes out, guess what? We're buying tickets, we're going to watch a Marvel movie or John Wick or whatever's out. Uh, it's kind of that escape from baseball. Um, so it's important to have those types of things. Um, just anything you can have to really relax you and make you in, still enjoy life. You know, th- this is your job. This is
1: not, doesn't define who we are even though we identify as yeah. this. Yeah. You're from West Virginia, from Morgantown. Uh, our our Saturdays in the fall spent doing what I imagine they're doing? Oh, what would that be? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, you know, really going to enjoy. We got a new coach up there now, uh, Neil Brown. A lot of big things are hopefully going to come our way. I really enjoy uh, reading some of the positive reviews that people have had about him, You know, the impact he made down at Troy University in, in Alabama. Have um, heard a lot of good things and really looking forward to see what he can do this year. And then, of course, in the winter, uh, got hugs with basketball, and that's that's my guy. Um, there's a handful of um, there's actually one of the coaches that is from my hometown that is actually on his coaching uh, coaching staff. So my dad and I go and watch a lot of the college basketball games and enjoy those. So. Uh, you yeah, know, that's, that's basically what my off season consists of. My son, you know, WVU sports, cars, you know, and then training for baseball.
1: Well, you went there, so obviously it's in your blood, but if the, if the wins and losses aren't going the right way or the, or the score's not going the right way on a Saturday, are you a, a difficult guy to be around? Not so much difficult. I
0: mean, it's it definitely puts you in a little bit of a damper, but uh, you know I've seen some people walk out of there that just ruins their entire <laughs> week, and uh, they're going, I don't know how we're going to get through this. You know, people are like looking at the you know top of a bridge. Where, you know, it's like, come on, settle down. But uh, you know, it, it, that the sports up there are so important because there's no um, professional sports within the state. There's right. no basketball, baseball, football, none of that stuff. So you have Pittsburgh Steelers fans, you have Pittsburgh Pirate fans, Braves fans. Um, you know, over in that part of the state, we don't mention, that starts with an H, Huntington. Yeah, <laughs> we don't really mention them. So, I mean, they've got Marshall, that's their little corner over there. But uh, we really... That state lives and dies with WVU Athletics. It really does, whether it's, you know, baseball. I mean, I was sitting at a restaurant there a couple years ago when our women's soccer team was playing for a national championship. The entire restaurant was stopping eating to watch the game. Those people up there know nothing about
1: soccer, but it was WVU they wanted to watch. Wow! Like That's how committed those people are. That's great stuff. Well, there is a game tonight that you maybe don't pitch in. We don't know, but I know you need to prepare for it. As always, you're great with your time. Thanks, man. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. All right. That's David Carpenter. Thanks for joining us on another edition of Rounding Third. Join us again next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Rounding Third, the official podcast of the Nashville Sounds. For more information about Sounds Baseball and this podcast, visit nashvillesounds.com slash podcast.